Hi, welcome back to Three Shots In. I'm Jess. I'm Jake, and joining us today is a very, very special guest. Lyle. It's Lyle. Hey. <laughs> and this is episode 31. He had, he had to pump extra oxygen for that one. Thanks, oh, he man. Did? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, this is episode 31, where the topic is bam. Bam. Yeah. A couple of us were more enthusiastic about that topic. One of us wasn't. It's stupid. Bam. <laughs> really? Lyle did not care for it. There are so many things you're talking about with bam. So many things. It's not a word. It's not a thing. It is a word, actually. It is a word. It's, it's in the dictionary. It's a definable word. It's in the dictionary. Miriam Webster said that bam is a word. If Lyle really had a bachelor's degree, he would know that. You could have gone with mountain, boat, uh, ocean. I, you give me bam. Lyle was displeased. Because his his limited education did not afford him the knowledge that would make the topic of BAM an easy one. No, but it's okay. It's okay. He, I believe he pulled, he pulled through. He did. So I think so. We're good to go. Um, not joining us today is, um, I don't know, some, we, some piece of shit. We don't have to bring it up because we never actually announced he was going to be on. We did. <laughs> He's probably just wheezing away. Climbing his, up hills somewhere. In, in his bed. Slinging crank to middle schoolers. That he's not here. I was dreading having to share airspace with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's Hanso. That's who we're talking about. Mm. Yeah, it was. I will miss him. Miss his presence. His gruff voice that makes him sound way older than he actually is. Yeah, homie sounds like he's 72. I know. He sounds like he was in Vietnam. Yes. Anyway, who definitely wasn't in Vietnam are patrons. Thank you, patrons. Thanks, guys. You're so wonderful and amazing. You're fantastic. We appreciate you. We love you. Uh, shots tonight? We took shots. You and I. We we took shots. We took shots of cucumber and jalapeno infused 1800 tequila. Yes. A premium tequila with a poor people's infusion. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was okay. I didn't hate it. Just taking shots of it? Not great. I didn't, I didn't hate it though. I hate a lot of things. Right. I didn't hate this. No, no, it wasn't like taking shots of whiskey, which is what Lyle took a shot of. Jameson. Yeah. Jameson is the one whiskey that I can just chug out of the bottle. Irish whiskey. Jameson specifically. It's a good whiskey. I would have, like, just like you did. I just put the blanket on Irish whiskey, um, but we've had a terrible Irish whiskey. That was you, Conor McGregor. Proper 12 Proper was 12 garbage. is ass. How dare you sell that on the shelves? Proper 12 but we also just took straight shots of it. And I think at this point, you guys have all gathered that Jake and I don't enjoy alcohol at all. We actually just like getting drunk. No, we just like being drunk. <laughs> the process of getting there is always rough. <laughs> <laughs> so take that, you know, for what it's worth. But so. that's, not, that's not what we're drinking tonight. We're drinking, we got vodka. Um, our, our glasses are damn near empty. But we, we mixed some... Um, Aqua Fresca, the the Jamaican, what was it? Hibiscus. Mm, yeah, no, it, Jamaican in name, but Mexican in brand. I bought it at all. Oh. It was like $2 a bag. I'm a bam tonight. Lyle, what are you drinking, alcoholic or not? Uh, Diet Coke and water. Nice, nice. So you're hydrated, really. but you're also having a little fun. I I read not five, six days ago that um, alcoholics will drink Diet Coke and that that helps them not drink alcohol. 
specifically because when they drink Diet Coke, it reminds them of just a, a terribly mixed beverage. But huh. Lyle doesn't drink. Okay. Well, that was just a fun fact. Yeah. What the shit, Jess? I wasn't calling Lyle a fucking alcoholic. No, no, no. My question That's was Hanzo. not whether or not you were correct. My question was whether or not you were relevant. Sounds like you weren't. I was relevant because I was talking about Diet Coke, which was just brought up. Yeah, but you started talking about alcoholics. Yes. It's the, a only, very the only alcoholic here is you. Do you drink diet beverages? Oh, my God. Let's end this. And no, I don't drink diet. I drink zeros. Okay. Oh, far ul- different. Ultra diet. <laughs> far different. Coke zero. Sprite zero. <laughs> zeros. Great. I don't drink diets. Good. I try Coke zero. I cannot. Because I, I, I'm a Coca-Cola addict, guys. But when I went to the doctor last time, <laughs> my doctor was not happy with my um, cholesterol. Like A1C. My, no, no, my A1C, like diabetes shit. Your, and your so blood I was like, no, my blood pressure is fine. Everything was fine except my A1C, my blood sugar. And uh, so I've been on, uh, I finally got off of uh, sugary drinks and somehow I didn't die from it. <laughs> so I tried Coke Zero first. And I'm like, oh, this is garbage. But I really like Diet Coke. So I hope I, I, hope I make it stick. Terry loves Diet Coke. And we got to get you on an episode at some point with dad because yeah, definitely. my dad was addicted. I think oh, it was at least once Pepsi. a week. It was one. Well, no, it was not just sugary sodas. He was having like a, an extra large vanilla milkshake. Oh no, no, that wasn't once a week. He was allowed once a week <laughs> by his wife. Yet he still managed to squeeze in three to five a week. <laughs> Let's let's not try to paint him in this beautiful light. <laughs> He's an animal. I wasn't trying to. I just didn't have all the information. <laughs> uh, Jessica, it is yes. the first wheel spin. Can you summon Lyle into your uh, forearm and give the wheel a spin? I will. Wow, Jessica, your forearm got way larger and not like in the muscular way. <laughs> yeah, I'm in there. I can feel it. <laughs> I don't have any hoofs. <laughs> she does. She has four hooves. Anyway. Uh, all right. Your gang name. So you have a gang and the name is BAM. B-A-M. What do the letters stand for? And there is a subtext to this. Not badass motherfuckers because that's too easy. Okay. Bam. I mean, Your gang good. is called Bam, but obviously the letters stand for something. Right. Okay. Well, first person to think of their answer first, go ahead and call it out. I'm having some trouble. Badass motherfuckers was going to be the thing I said. It's what I thought of first. Although there is no F, so maybe not. Uh, motherfucker is actually one word. I know, but there people is technic- say Bam. They say Bamf, um, but that's because they're retarded. So Is that why? Yeah. Okay. Man, I can't, uh, Jesus. <laughs> my, my gang, um, I got it. My gang, the bloodthirsty androgynous males. Androgynous. Yeah. You're not, you're not male. But some people could get confused that I am because of the amount of hair. This oh. is true. Right. This is true. I also, I don't joke the way that normal females do. If she pulls her hair all the way back and puts on like a trucker hat, yeah, it would you would be confused, right? Yeah, no, the facial hair, the lack of facial hair, I should say, is the only thing that gives me away. My face is very clean and hairless, 
Okay. Everything else, unfortunately, is not. So bloodthirsty androgynous males. That's my gang. (laughs) 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 Obvious trannies are coming at you committing crimes. That's my gang. (laughs) And I'm their leader, of course. What if my gang is called the Big Ass Muff? Because we're like (laughs) chubby chasers. Oh, Big Ass Muff. It's It's indicative of what you're after. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're chubby chasers or something. That's all I can come up with. Are chubby ladies notoriously the ones with the most muff? Is that what we're saying? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got to come up with something else. That was terrible. (laughs) Okay, well, I got Uh, mine. I got mine. Okay, go ahead. It's the Bay Area machismos. (laughs) And now... We, are, you, are you involved in those? Yes, yeah, I'm the leader <laughs> of the Bay Area Machismos. And now I know it sounds like we're only recruiting Mexicans. We're not. Anyone in the Bay Area that identifies as straight is welcome in the Bay Area Machismos. They have to be straight. They have to be, to be straight. To be machismo. That's right. Okay. Otherwise, you got to join the BAF. You know what I mean? <laughs> what does BAF stand for, Jacob? Go ahead. Say it. Uh, the the Bay Area um, Flowers. <laughs> They oh. love flowers over there. Okay. In the Bay Area. Lyle, have you decided? Um, he hasn't. That's what that sound means. No, I, man. The? The, the big ass uh, Mississippians. I don't know. I'm <laughs> close to Mississippi. Yeah, the big ass Mississippians. Just a bunch of fat country boys. That's nice. That sounds like fun. Yeah. What a fun gang. What do you, I don't know if that'd be a gang. We just sit around and play banjo. <laughs> I was like, what do you guys do? How do you, how do you make your money as a gang? Meth. 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 Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Meth. If you were in, they clearly so don't inclined. use meth uh, because they're all, they're all fat. They're big ass. Mississippi. Yeah. Their asses are large. Yeah. If they did meth, the, that ass would go away. The methamphetamine usually wouldn't allow for that. No. I see. Well, we just manufacture. We don't take it. See, I love that. They don't use their own supply. That's yeah. respectable. That makes sense to me. I love that. <laughs> I do. Okay. Y'all Jacob. give me the, the worst wheel spins. It's like every episode I listen to, I got an answer for every wheel spin. But this one, my what a struggle. Uh, struggles, uh, when you're those come, on- look, when you give a Southerner an acronym, they're scared at first. Secondly, they really don't, they can't piece it together. So because of the letters, I'm trying to think of something that's not racist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I think we answered it very well. We did. I think we did. No, a good no, job. no, no. The, the, the bionic arm musicians, because we all take one of our arms, we have it cut off, we get a robotic arm put on, and we all specialize in a certain musical instrument. And yours would be the guitar? No, he's the harmonica, because he can be sitting down the whole time? Well, you can sit down with a guitar. Oh, I mean, prove me wrong, sir. He plays the guitar. Does he? Yeah, he does. Mm. Yeah. So, so, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And now, Jacob, you're the first to go, I think. Yes, I am. With Bam. With Bam. And boy, do we got a doozy. You have a doozy? Yes. Now, there's a lot of information here, and I only went with this because I knew there would be so much information that your little brain couldn't really process all of it so quickly. My brain is normal-sized. We have the same size brain. No, of course. Um, 
And I knew I'd be able to get through the whole story in time and everything would be fine. Right. Okay. Okay. Topic is BAM. It is. My story is entitled Run Bambi Run. All okay. Right. Now we're going to be talking about Lorencia Ann Bembenic. Okay. Better known as Bambi. All right. Now she was born August of 1958 in Milwaukee. I think that's in Wisconsin. I'm not positive on that. Yes. My mind is telling me yes. She graduated high school in 1976 and attended the Bryant and Stratton College in Virginia Beach, Virginia, where she earned an associates in fashion merchandising management. Merchandising management in fashion? Yes, in associates. Okay. Mer fashion merchandising management. Now she worked in retail. Okay. But she modeled part-time. Um, and she was actually featured as Miss March in the 1978 Joseph Schlitz Brewing Company calendar. <laughs> Brewing Company? Yes. What company is that? Um, don't worry about it, because she was Miss March in 1978. <laughs> That's what you should be concerned about. Got it. Now, in March of 1980, she did the only thing that she could do with her degree and her former modeling experience. She began training at the academy for the Milwaukee Police Department. <laughs> we're we're going to hit a lot of stereotypes, okay? Okay. Good for her. So, while in the academy, okay, uh, she became friends with her trainer, Judy Zess. 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 Oh. Mm -hmm. Now, um, unfortunately, Zess was fired in May that year. Oh, no. <laughs> for smoking marijuana. Unacceptable. De deplorable. Very, very much deplorable. Enjoy hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, unfortunately, um, in August that year, Bambi, she got in trouble for filing a false report. No. And she was fired from the police department in Milwaukee. Now, I know what you're thinking. She began the academy in March. She was fired in August. That's a shame. That's not very long. No, it's not. So after being fired, Bambi was pretty pissed. And I would be, too. She was under the impression that she was targeted for being fired because plenty of other white male, mind you, she was a white female, but white males were, did all sorts of things and they weren't fired. They were strict on her because she was a woman. I see. So maybe she's right. Maybe she's wrong. But once she was fired, she just came upon all sorts of scandalous photos. Oh no. Of several Milwaukee police department officers. Whoa including a photo of Officer Fred Schultz. He was dancing nude on a picnic table in Gordon Park. That's no good. No. Eventually, later down the line, um, because because of this photo, she must have liked what she saw in that photo. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe Mr. Schultz, Officer Schultz, had some had some game going on, some, some shmeat between his legs, <laughs> uh, because they, they would eventually be married. Uh, oh, I see. Um, but regardless, she used the photos to file a discrimination report with the MPD's internal affairs, and she claimed that she was fired for a small offense because she's a woman. Maybe she's right, maybe she's wrong, I don't know. Only a jury could tell. That's right. But during this time, when she was fired, post-fired, uh, she worked as a waitress at the Playboy Club in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. This is when Bambi would meet Schultz a 13-year veteran for the Milwaukee Police Department. He had two sons, and he was freshly divorced. He got divorced in November of 1980, and she wanted him. Sounds like he was ripe for the plucking. Oh, he was. And they were married in January of 1981. Three, two months after his divorce was finalized, he was remarried. 
They shared an apartment with, remember Judy Zess? I do remember her. Her and her boyfriend. They shared an apartment together, all, the, all four of them. Judy Zess and her boyfriend? That's right. He'll come into the story later. You don't need to worry about that now. Okay. So May 28th, 1981. Schultz, Officer Schultz's. 1981. 1981. So I wouldn't be born for another 10 years. I know. Only Lyle was entering his 40s by that time. Lyle was applying for Social Security pretty soon mm-hmm. after this. You're only six hours away, need I remind you? <laughs> I can be there and back before sunup. <laughs> uh, He's joking. Go ahead. Keep he would going. miss his medication. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in May of 1981, Officer Schultz's ex-wife, Christine Schultz, was murdered <gasps> in her home. This is a murder story? Yes. Ooh. We're talking about murder, bitch. Yeah. So she was shot point blank from a 38 caliber handgun. Okay. A what? 38 caliber handgun. Okay. Typically a revolver, mm-hmm. but they didn't specify. She was gagged, blindfolded, and her hands were bound with rope. That sounds very similar to your Brazil story. The fashion designer. Do you have zero recollection of that? No recollection of that. Talissa Nunez Dorado. How do you know that? I (laughs) because I I edited the episode. I mean, I think I did too. I just don't. Okay. Right. No, you're good. Anyway, Mrs. Schultz. Her sons found her face down in her bed, covered in blood, seven and eleven years old. The oldest boy saw what he described as a masked man in a green army jacket and black shoes with a long reddish ponytail leaving the home. A reddish ponytail? Yes. Oh my gosh. I know. Fred Schultz, officer Fred Schultz, stated that he was on duty at the time of the murder. Obviously he was suspect number one. He had just divorced from his wife about eight months earlier. He was her boyfriend at the time? Nope. Is that someone else? That's Bambi. Oh. Bambi was married to him at this time. That's what, oh, okay. His I didn't ex-wife, know they were married. Christine Schultz. My bad. Yes, you should really keep up with the story. <laughs> Take notes if you need to. Okay. Um, but ballistics showed that it was in fact Schultz's off-duty handgun that was used in the killing. Hmm. So investigators immediately looked at Bambi. Now, Bambi had no solid alibi. She was home alone. This The, the murder took place at about 2.30 in the morning. Made right. sense to be home. Yeah. She was home alone in her apartment where the off-duty handgun was stored and where an illegally illegally oh my god. <laughs> Are you trying to say illegally I obtained? <laughs> illegally obtained <laughs> key to Christine Schultz's house was stored. This was an illegally <laughs> <laughs> There's no on, way I did that like four times. This was an illegally <laughs> obtained <laughs> house key that Officer Schultz got from his oldest son. He borrowed his keys, made a copy, you know, things that you do so that you can enter your ex-wife's home whenever you want. Normal things. (laughs) Bambi was arrested in June of 1981. Now she went to trial because she had claimed innocence. She's pled not guilty. And during her trial, the prosecution presented a very, very strong case against her. Um, one of their their biggest pieces of evidence was that hair found at the crime scene matched a hairbrush in Bambi's apartment. So hair at the crime scene, her hairbrush looks pretty bad. 
and plus we'll get into more reasons as to why. Okay. But but through this, the eleven year old um, son that saw the killer mm-hmm. said that it was not Bambi because he saw a man and he did not see a woman. Okay. But that didn't matter because the prosecution had better witnesses than a little eleven year old boy. They had a witness that testified that Bambi had spoken often about killing Christine so that her husband would stop paying alimony. Oh. Yes. Another witness claimed that Bambi had approached him and offered to pay him for murdering Christine. Whoa. Yes, Yes, things are not looking good. And in her apartment, they found that Bambi did in fact own a green army jacket, black boots, and there was a wig found in the apartment's plumbing system that matched fibers that were found at the scene. The plumbing? Now, Meaning she pl- she flushed uh, it? I, I forgot this important information. She was She's blonde, blonde as fuck. Okay. And the boy saw a red ponytail. Um, so it was, a, it was a red wig. Okay. Things aren't looking looking great. Yes, flushed. It was found in the, the drainage pipe of their plumbing. So it's clear whoever, I mean, it's fairly clear. Whoever did this flushed a wig. Yes. Okay. And they even questioned a local boutique owner who testified that, yes, Bambi had purchased a similar wig shortly before the murder took place. So this is fairly cut and dry. Oh, my God. So cut and dry. And which is why in March of 1982, Bambi was found guilty of first degree murder and she was sentenced to life in prison. Now, June of 1983, so a little over a year later, um, Bambi filed for divorce from Officer Schultz. Okay. And the reasoning is because she received a letter because Officer Schultz told her that he was now living with a 19-year-old in Florida and that the marriage was over. Ah, that'll do it. Uh, By the way, I did the math. Uh, Fred Schultz would have been about 38 to 40 when he moved in with 19-year-old in Florida. Ah. Yeah. Not a great look. Maybe she has some daddy issues. She could have. Maybe Lyle can find one of them. Maybe. I've been looking. (laughs) Um, Anyway, this is the point where they both turned on each other. Now, Schultz had defended Bambi the entire time, saying she was innocent, but now he stopped. And he started saying that Bambi was, quote, guilty as sin. Interesting. It's a complete 180. And Bambi now believed that Schultz had, in fact, hired someone to kill Christine and that he had pinned the murder on her. Hmm. Yes. Bambi files for three appeals on her sentencing and her case and whatnot. Uh, They all ended up failing. None of them went through, but there's a lot of information in those. Uh, She cited police errors in handling key witnesses, including Judy Zess. Now, Judy Zess, her roommate and former friend, testified against her in court. Okay. But Zess had in fact recanted her testimony and stated that it was made under duress. Police Mm. forced her to say these words. Or at least pressured her. Yes. Now, Bambi believed that she was singled out by the Milwaukee Police Department for her role as a key witness in a federal investigation in police corruption in their department. Hmm. Remember when that all the whole thing went into internal affairs? Yes, yes. It queued up a whole investigation, and she was one of the key witnesses. So the Milwaukee Police Department now hates her, and that's why. That's pretty typical. She was found guilty. Mm-hmm. And she believed that her husband had hired a man named Freddie Horenberger. Whoa. To kill Christine. Horenberger. Horenberger. That's an unfortunate And I know this is coming out of the dark, but it's really not. Because Judy Zess's ex-boyfriend 
was Freddie Horenberger. Oh no. That's right. And he oh, was known. Boy. He was known to wear disguises. What? <laughs> oh, he was just known to wear them? He would wear disguises when he did crime. Oh. Yes. Ooh. Crime related specifically. Yes. In fact, uh, just a couple of weeks before the murder ever took place, Freddie Horenberger wore a disguise and he broke into Judy Zess's apartment. His own girlfriend's apartment? His ex-girlfriend now. Oh. And he robbed her. That's not awesome. No, but he was found guilty of that and he went to jail. Okay. And in jail, Horenberger had boasted to his cellmates that he in fact did kill Christine. <gasps> no. Yes, but publicly he denied this. But in private, he accepted and boasted about it. He boasted, yes. Hmm. Um, now, if you recall, when we go back to the hair and how that was like their big connection. Yeah. So the medical examiner that concluded that Bambi's hair was found at the scene was later double checked by a hair analyst who ended up writing a letter to the judicial board stating that no blonde or red hairs were found at the crime scene. In fact, only brown hairs were found and they seem to have matched the victim. Okay. How you could match the hairs found at the scene to the hairbrush in Bambi's apartment, she has no idea. Then with Bambi's apartment, the plumbing shared a drainage pipe with the apartment next door. Remember the wig was found in the drainage pipe? Yes. A woman testified that lived in the apartment next door and she said that Judy Zess had asked to use her restroom and after she did, the plumbing was clogged. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Things are looking weird. <laughs> but so she couldn't have taken an enormous dump. It yeah. must have been the She wig. must have flushed a wig. Okay. <laughs> anyway, these were all stated in her appeals. They went nowhere. Okay. And so she, you know, she's still in prison. And she actually met and became engaged to Dominic Gugliotto. Googly. Gugliotto. <laughs> um, it was her cellmate's brother. And in July of 1990, Bambi escaped prison. <gasps> no. That's right. This is where Lyle may have heard the story. This is when it went <laughs> so national. It was crazy. Okay. She escaped through a laundry room window at the prison, met Gugliotto, who was waiting in his truck, and they drove away. Whoa. They ended up fleeing, we know now, not at the time, that they fled to Thunder Bay, Ontario, which is in Canada. I knew, I know where Ontario is, but. Oh, I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, Jess, you thought Belarus was a city. <laughs> you didn't think it was even that, I thought. A city state. That's what that's, I thought it that's was. That's what it is. You thought it was a city. You thought it was the capital of somewhere. I'm just happy you've heard of Ontario. Thanks, Lyle. You're welcome. Continue, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the couple and so. they got found. Hey, stop sewing me. <laughs> so <laughs> they were found and arrested in October of 1990 after being spotted by a woman who had just watched America's Most Top Wanted. <laughs> America's Most Top Wanted. Yeah. <laughs> America's Most Wanted. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't give a fuck about these 90s television shows. Anyway, uh, Gugliotto was immediately deported back to the United States where he was sentenced to one year in prison. That's not a lot. No, no, no. That's a very, very kind sentence. Bambi. Bambi. She sought refugee status in Canada. She claimed that she was being persecuted by a, conspi a conspiracy 
between the Milwaukee Police Department and the Wisconsin judicial system. Huh, that's a big accusation, big if true. And the Canadians believed her. Oh. That's right. Canadian officials uh, required from the United States that signed statements would be given saying that things would happen in a certain way. They wanted a judicial review to be conducted before they would even think about sending Bambi back to the United States. Okay. The judicial review didn't find any crimes committed by police or prosecutors, but they found, quote, seven major blunders by police that ended up winning Bambi the right to a new trial. Okay. Okay. So she willingly left Canada. They would have kept her for longer. She willingly left and went back to the United States. For a trial. For a trial. Now, she didn't want to risk a second conviction after she was given the sweet, sweet deal that she was. So Bambi pled no contest to second degree murder, was sentenced to 20 years that was commuted to time served, and she was released from custody three hours after the hearing. What was her sentence? She had life sentence before. Okay, but her time served wasn't 20 years. It was just over 10 years that she served. So she was on parole. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, over the next 20 years, Bambi did a lot. She moved to Washington State. She wrote three books. Books about? Uh, like autobiographies and like her... Herself. Her being a victim of Milwaukee and shit. Mm. Uh, she held on to her innocence the whole time. She became an alcoholic to soothe her PTSD. Uh, and she remarried. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, April of 2008, she filed a petition with the Supreme Court to reverse the second degree murder charge. Now, before that, she had actually applied with the with the state of Wisconsin to reverse her charges because of all of the fraudulent shit that went down. Okay. And they said, no, you pled no contest. We cannot and will not change anything. I mean. So she said, okay. And like I said, April 2008, she filed with the Supreme Court. Now, her attorney pointed out in his arguments, evidence held out of court, kind of like the evidence that male DNA was found at the scene and that there was evidence of sexual assault on Christine. Whoa, that wasn't talked about All before. of that was held out of court because that would not have made it look like it, it was, was her. Bambi that did the crime. Anyway, the appeal was denied and Bambi died in, in hospice with liver and kidney failure in November of 2010. Wow, that's the end of the story? You just put your notebook down. I did, that's it, that's the end. That sucks. That's amazing. No, that's great, that's, that's a real ending. Yeah. Realistic, so, sure, but unsatisfying. There are one Either of two way. ways that this whole thing went down. Either she's in fact a murderer, got a, almost got away with it kind of, or she was innocent this entire time yeah. and got fucked over by so many fucking people that hated her because she accused the Milwaukee Police Department of uh, dirty shit. Which is very realistic. Yeah. Damn. I know. They made all sorts of movies about her and shit. Terrible. Because all, all sorts of people think that she was a fucking liar. Yeah. And that they made, she made up all this extra shit to try to make her look more innocent. Yeah. All sorts of people think that she was innocent from the get. Uh, when she was on the lam, right, when she escaped prison, the reason why I called my story Run Bambi Run is that was the headline everywhere, was Run Bambi Run. They even made t-shirts. That, what? Yes. Because the people of Wisconsin and Milwaukee specifically were like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Go run. Live your life because you got fucked. So by people, our shitty people police department. People were so confident. You don't think that was like government manipulated? Maybe. The I don't know, Jessica. The t-shirts, I mean. I, I wasn't born back then. 
I wasn't alive oh, sure. in the 80s. Lyle, what do you think? Man, you know, uh, age jokes aside, 1981, I would not have been conscious of uh, that kind of thing. Why? Were you high on crack? I was in the first grade, Bucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that makes me think that there must have been some kind of manipulation in the media to make the public against her. The public was with her. So that's what the t-shirts were about? Run, Bambi, run. Yeah. Was run away, you innocent Bambi. You are being persecuted. Okay. I thought, I don't know, the way you phrased it, it made it sound like it was sarcasm. I mean, I'm sure most people who bought it bought it in sarcasm. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Wow. Anyway, that's it. Very interesting. Yeah. It's a wild story. It definitely makes it seem like she wasn't 100% guilty. All of the legitimate evidence pointed that she was not the one that did it. Yeah. But all the evidence they provided in court showed that she did it. And she's the only one who accused the police outwardly. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Of corruption. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I left out a thing. I didn't think it was that important. Her dad used to work for the Milwaukee Police Department, but he mm-hmm. actually quit. And the reason why he quit was he said that that place was filled with nothing but corrupted pieces of shit. That's pretty relevant. Yeah. They probably hated her entire family. Wow. I got one thing about that story I just can't get my mind off of. Okay. The pictures that she found of uh, the other cops, Wiener, in 1978 is the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> I wish y'all could go find what pictures looked like <laughs> in 1978, how washed out they looked. And I'm just trying to picture this dude with pubic hair up to his tits and with that 1978 photo development technique that they had back then and that just tickles me to death what would a late 70s dick pic look like he's like i said he's probably got this gigantic pubic plumage tufted <laughs> wet and moist matted down and it just goes halfway up his stomach yeah. uh, he's got that 70s hair with a mustache Mm-hmm. I always picture him with a mustache. Yeah, he's got a plaid shirt on, but he's naked from the bottom down. <laughs> mm-hmm. The shirt's too tight for his stomach. Uh-huh. Um, I'm thinking about this too much. Uh, you, you should edit this out, really. Um, we should recreate it. <laughs> That's all I could think about, because I remember pictures of me from 1978, and I'm like, yeah, there was, HD was not a thing back then, no. by any stretch of the imagination. Nor, nor was lower, like, a below-the-belly-button grooming. Yeah, and see, so you had to take your, your cameras to a photo development place back then. <laughs> yeah. Someone so, else so was somebody see saw it. your dick. Yeah. The yeah. person developing your photo absolutely saw your dick. And that unless you know, you're using. It's a cop, yeah. so they're cheap. You know they went to Costco and they had their photos. They developed didn't know at back then. I don't even think Walmart. in the 70s it Walmart? was that. Yeah. Yeah. Walmart would have done it in 78. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know that's a strange takeaway that I had, but I just can't get past what that photo must have looked like. How awful. Well, he must have been packing some schmeat because she married him. It's just like a blur of bush. There's no intelligible anything inside it. Half the length is buried under bush. (laughs) Half? He must have been hung. You just see the tip. Yeah. 
I mean, she saw four inches sticking out, so she knew that there was another four under there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. It's time for the break. Yeah. No, I I do. do, I do got to piss. We got to make another drink. And, um... Lyle, refill your Diet Coke. We're going to refill our drinks. We'll all... I'm going to pour one more more shot. Be right back. Be right back. Come in. Oh, you didn't say goodnight. I will soon. Go on. Goodbye. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) I'm going to be such a great dad. I'm so excited for you. What a magical time. Was it you that sent me the video? Which one? I might have sent it to you. I don't know. I have sent you several videos. It was the, like, the mom I thought I would be. So I'm a cool mom. You know, there's no rules here. Like, I'm a, like most typical moms, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it was like the mom I actually am. And it was Dwight. Learn your rules. You, you better, better learn, learn your rules. rules. If, if you, you don't, don't you'll, you'll be eaten in your sleep. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's going to be me. That's me. If she don't learn her rules early, she'll pay. You say that. But I think you'll end up caught up in the same loop as dad, where you just don't have the heart to be hard on a girl like you would a dude. What do you mean? Dad wasn't as hard on me and Justine as he was you. I think you'll feel the same way when push comes to shove. Well, push won't come to shove. You sure? Because my daughter will be perfect in all ways. Hmm. She won't be like you, horse. She probably will be. She'll be like just unrealistically hairy, probably. Doubtful. I just don't think so. What are you going to name her? Go on. Okay, fine. We're naming her Hansa. (laughs) What? (laughs) He's naming her Jenny. Yeah, her name's Jenny. After Danny's mom who passed away. I like that name. It's a good name. Yeah. Jenny Lila. Lila. <laughs> That's after you, big man, because you won't be around long enough for her to meet you, probably. <laughs> yeah, pro- probably not. I'll be gone in just thirty seconds. Terry, she won't listen to you. You have to call her. Have- I'm not a horse, so you don't have to make those sounds. <laughs> it worked though. Didn't, you didn't make those sounds, you did. Mm. Bam. Gosh, bam. It's technically a word, although some don't think it is. Some people. Some people here involved in this conversation. When I get a package from somebody, I just say bam out of excitement. You're just so excited you say bam. Yeah. He just bams all in his jeans. <laughs> you know what makes me bam in my jeans? What? Our sponsors. That's right. Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. We'd like to thank Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. They are a company that makes woodcraft products. Like plaques with all sorts of hilarious sayings and coasters with sarcastic twists. All of that dry humor is mixed in with Dungeons and Dragons accessories like dice towers, dice dungeons, and DM screens. Everything is made here in the USA. Yes, a family-owned business. They use American wood in American hands. Nice. (laughs) They personally create all of their merchandise. Yes, they are close friends of ours, but that's the most that we'll say. It could be anyone, but they're fantastic. 
They are. They are fantastic. And it really could be anyone at all. We own many of their products. That's true. All of them are of great quality. The greatest. You can visit their website at TiltedTinker.com. Reach out to them at info at TiltedTinker.com. They are Tilted Tinker on all their social medias. That's Tilted, T-I-N-K-E-R. You should go and buy something from their website because they're awesome. And they love us just like we love you. You ever start drinking on a, I don't know, Friday, Saturday night? All the time. Right? You're drinking, drinking, you're a little drunk, you're a little tipsy, you're you're buzzing, you're feeling great, and then bam, you wake up the next day with a fucking hangover. Ouch. I hate I that. I hate it. Yeah. You know what would have been so much easier? What? Is just to slap, bam, party patch right on your arm. I love party patch. They prevent all of my hangovers and fulfill all of my hangover needs. It is the perfect sticker. You stick it on your arm and just like a nicotine patch, pumping that nicotine straight into your little nicotine addicted body, it is pumping vitamins into your system so that you don't ever get a hangover. Oh, yes. If you would like some party patches, just go to threeshotsin.com and click that link to party patch and boom, you're good to go. Jacob? Yeah. When you get a new bottle of liquor, isn't it so great when you get to pour it out into, uh, into a glass or something? That first pour makes me want to pour more. Well, I have news for you. Good news. Hit me. You can, if you would, if you so choose, apply for a subscription to pour more. Oh my gosh. Yes. It allows you to pour more liquor specifically. You get a new bottle of liquor, probably a bottle of liquor you've never tried. And you get to just pour it. Fucking pour it as much as you want. You can just fucking pour as much of it as you want in your glass. <laughs> Thanks, pour more. It's, it sounds like a liquor subscription service that you just get a new <laughs> bottle of liquor delivered to your door every single month. It's wonderful. Jessica, what kind of liquors do they have? Whiskey, bourbon, scotch, tequila, mezcal. Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to get a subscription to pour more right now. You should do that. You should go to three shots and click our link so that pour more knows that we sent you. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that was the break and we're done. It was very, very, uh, it was refreshing, refreshing. I feel great. Break. I'm going to spin the wheel the second bam wheel. Here do we go. It. You've been splashed by radioactive toxic splooge. <laughs> what useless power do you wake up with? A useless power. A useless one. I can. Oh, I got mine. Turn on and turn off technology with my mind. I That's am, not useless. I'm a universal remote. That's not useless. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. You can do like domestic terrorist shit for like money. You could spend $20 and have the same power. I'm uh, not talking no. about like terroristic power. You, you said you can turn on and turn off technology, period. That means you could walk into Times Square and call Coca-Cola and be like, I'll shut down your shit unless you Venmo me $1,000 right now. Just the big screen. So? It's not like it affects their business. It does because that costs them like a million dollars a day. That's what I choose. That's not a useless power. 
I disagree. You could walk into a hospital and kill like thousands of people okay, by just is, shutting off the electricity. What's your useless power? I know exactly when popcorn is ready to be done <laughs> in the microwave. Do you burn your popcorn? No, I'm just saying. You're an adult. You should not I don't need, need to, this power. I don't need to listen. I don't need to do anything. I grab the bag of popcorn. I hold it to my ear and boom, I know to set the microwave for two minutes and 44 seconds. And that will make the perfect bag of popcorn. Maybe you got a small, maybe you got a small microwave. Maybe the wattage isn't really up to where it should be. Maybe. And I know that you need three minutes and 11 seconds in that microwave to pop that bag of popcorns perfectly. Lyle, what is your useless power? With the power of my mind, I can reset all the clocks in the house after a power outage. Oh. That's a good one. Fuck, that's way more useful than the popcorn thing. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Because that means he can do it. Get up out of the chair. Whenever it's like daylight saving, he can just like boom and they're Uh all set. Yep. Yep. Fuck. No, that's way better. It saves an inconvenience. Honestly, dude, with that power, you could have a government job right now. (laughs) (laughs) It only works for the clocks in my house. Nobody (laughs) else. It's got to be useless. Remember you made that point? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yours isn't useless. I could unclog any toilet (laughs) with my mind. And your mouth? Nope, just my mind. You just look at it and it unclogs? Yeah. Okay. All I have to do is be close to it and close my eyes and like press my finger to my temple. Yeah, like you're like... boom, no more clog. You just Professor Xavier those clogs away. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I like like those powers. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm I'm regretting the popcorn one. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I've got one for you. All you have to do is close your eyes and focus, and you can know exactly the moment when someone should change their tampon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love that so much more. Because, <laughs> you know, it's not always eight hours. <laughs> Dude, I would just sit at a restaurant and just, you know, close my eyes and then just, like, walk up to him and be like, 345. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. It's time. You know what I mean? I hope you've got a replacement. You're 30 minutes late. <laughs> You're at risk for toxic shock. Now, does this only work for devil fingers or angel wings also? <laughs> I'm not sure what you mean. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, maxi pads or tampons? Is it both ah. or just one? No, it's it's tampons only. I think pads are okay. gross. So, okay, with, so just the devil with, fingers. All with right. The devil fingers. That is where the risk lies. That is where you're at risk for toxic shock. So that's what I had in mind. People okay. who use pads alone, they're on their own. Okay. Yeah. No, I I loved that superpower. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my god, I would use that every day, dude. I'd make a living. Hell yeah, I'd why make would a you living. make a living? People I'd be would like pay a, you. I'd for be this? like a telehealth doctor. You know, hey, I've had this tampon in. Should I take it out? And I'd be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, $15 a pop. Wow, that's yeah. that's expensive. It's pricey. You know, I to do just, take. You know, maybe you could save some, save $15 by just being on top no, of the we time. We do take insurance. Your copay is 25 <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke. We don't take insurance. <laughs> This isn't funny. I don't know why. why I'm it's like, really what? silly to me. I'm you, tickled. You wouldn't take Medicaid either because anybody on Medicaid is going to be too old to have periods. But that's the only insurance you accept. <laughs> there, yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's fun. 
I loved that. I love that power. That was a good question. It's a good one. Okay, well, we're done. It has been, the wheel has been satiated. Um, that means it's your turn, Lyle. Lyle, it is you. So uh, when, when you heard the word bam, what did you think? My first was, uh, are you fucking kidding me? Bam is not a word. Lyle was very uh, upset at the topic choice. Lyle has never very heard of upset. Miriam nor Webster. It is a word. Well, Mine will be kind of short. I'll try to flesh it out as much as possible. Okay, Lyle will so, be delivering his story Hanzo style. Short. <laughs> <laughs> All right, horses and gentlemen. <laughs> wow, real nice. Let's. Uh, can I tell my story, please? Please do. All right. Well, let's put on our doublets and our hosiery because we're going back <laughs> to the medieval period. All right. Great. Early medieval period. Some might even call it the age of antiquity. We're going to go to England, northeast corner of England, right near the border of Scotland, all right? Okay. Okay. We got a wooden fort that was built up there in the early 5th century by the Celtic Britons. I don't know why they wanted to put a fort there. I'm sure they had some reason. Uh, slowly but surely, it became a stone castle that they named after the village that it was next to. The village name Bamberg. Ah, that is where Bamber comes in. Yep, yep. So the original, after the uh, Britons, um, you had some of uh, these pesky Anglo-Saxons moved over from the mainland and started, you know, controlling England, acting like they owned the place. Back then, England was like just a bunch of different kingdoms. Right. And, uh, yeah, well, at this time, in the 6th century, uh, Bamberg Castle was controlled by uh, the kings of uh, Northumbria. And, um, but for, I don't know, a couple hundred years, ownership of the castle kept going back and forth between the, you know, the native Britons and the Anglo-Saxons. They're always fighting each other. Well, he had a group of, group of fellas in uh, 993 A.D. who came in and put a stop to all that fighting. Wait, wait, wait. Those were the Vikings. 993, so like less than 1000 AD. Right, 993 AD. The Vikings came over and put a stop to all that infighting and just basically started slaughtering everybody who got in their way. (laughs) And they took Bamberg Castle. So everything was all well and good with the Vikings for a little while, and then wouldn't you know it, you got another guy who comes strutting up onto the English shore whose name was William the Conqueror. Ah, mm. we've heard of him Yeah, yep. Yeah. And, uh, well, he went ahead and just took Bamberg Castle and damn near the rest of England while he was at it. And uh, he said, you know what? There ain't going to be any more kings of Northumbria. You're all my subjects. I'm the damn king of England now. I'm to hell with you. So he took that castle and he gave it to one of his buddies who was with him, um, Joffrey de Mowbray, one of his soldiers. And so basically the Mowbray family controlled the castle for shit up until the 12th century. And then um, the Mowbrays got too big for their britches. And then you had kings, uh, you remember Richard the Lionheart? And uh, his brother, John, you probably heard of him from Robin Hood and stuff like that. They all owned the castle. And uh, that's about the way it was up until about uh, the year 1464. 
don't know if you ever heard of the Wars of the Roses. Probably the first civil war of England. I knew it. I knew it. You're giving us backstory behind the creation of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does. It does kind of sound like it, but. Uh, at this time, well, I mean, you know, the Wars of the Roses was, uh, it was the same family fighting over the, the throne, though. Yeah, you know, you had one side was the Lancasters, other side of the family was Yorks, and they were fighting each other. And uh, the king at the time was a Lancaster, and he had a cousin, the Earl of Warwick, who came to Bamberg Castle and blasted the shit out of it, honestly. And then Bamberg Castle was actually the first uh, English castle in history to be the victim of artillery fire. Oof. And uh, after, yeah, after that, it was pretty much just assigned to local governors. And then for hundreds of years, it was just, you know, local families and governors who controlled the castle. Uh, it fell into disrepair a bunch of times, but it finally got fully restored in the 20th century. One little um, interesting thing. Have you have y'all watched uh, The Last Kingdom no, with uh, Uhtred? Yeah, I watched like okay. maybe a season or two. Well, Uhtred's home was uh, Bamberg Castle. Okay. So, but I mean, that's the physical history of Bamberg Castle. But you know, anything in England that's old and English is going to have ghosts, right? Oh, fuck, well, is that where this is going? It's leading up yeah, to ghosts. Yeah, well, yeah. I had to give it some creepy vibe. I mean, nobody wants just a freaking history lesson. There's got to be something interesting. I mean, I didn't um, want to interrupt you, but I was kind of curious. You said they were the, they were victim to the first artillery. Was that catapults? Uh, no, actually, they did have rudimentary cannonballs at this time in 1464. Ah. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was interesting. I just, you were on a roll. I didn't want to, you know, disrupt you. Oh, oh, please interrupt me whenever. Um, but the, right now, the uh, there's a family called the Armstrongs. They, they actually bought the castle back in the early 1900s for 60,000 pounds. I don't know how much that would be today, but it still sounds like a steal for a whole freaking castle. Yeah. The Armstrongs, yeah. Like, like Lance and what Neil. What year? Yeah, exactly. Well, no, these are British Armstrongs. What year was it? What? what year was- Early 1900s, um, they bought it and restored it. And now, you know, they give to- tours. But uh, they do have a couple of ghosts there. And uh, the most famous ghost of Bamberg Castle is the person they call the Pink Lady of Bamberg Castle. And the- I happen to have her story. The Pink, yeah, the pink Lady. Lady. Yeah. Mm. I've heard of her. Sounds hot. Have you? I have. <laughs> I don't know, should I deepen my voice for this story or? Yes. Try to sound sexy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And slow down your speech as if you were a drunk Hanzo. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll do it like Hanzo. At some stage in Bamberg's eventful history, the flesh and blood incarnation of this forlorn wraith was a Northumbrian princess. Her father disapproved of a boy she was in love with and sent the unfortunate suitor overseas for seven years. The father forbade the couple to exchange messages and hoped that his daughter's passion would cool, but the girl just became more and more depressed. In a last attempt to persuade his daughter to give up her love, this Northumbrian king told her 
that spies had discovered the boy had married someone else. To cheer the girl up after this news, the king asked the castle seamstress to make a fine dress in his daughter's favorite color, pink. The distraught girl donned the garment, climbed the stairway to the highest battlements, and flung herself to death on the rocks below. Shortly afterward, her lover returned from exile, unmarried, and was heartbroken by the news of what had happened. Legend does not record what fate befell him. Every seven years, the princess's mournful revenant, clothed in a dress of shimmering pink, wanders the corridor of the oldest section of the castle before gliding down the rocky path that leads to the beach. Here she stands upon the pale gold sands, gazing out to sea, forever awaiting the return of her lost love. That was perfect. And people, <laughs> yeah, let, and people do. Let, let us applaud you. <laughs> <laughs> and people do claim to see the Pink Lady of Bamberg Castle to this day. They have tours of Bamberg and show you, you know, different spots where they've seen her and whatnot. I really wish they'd set up webcams in that castle like they do. Uh, there's, oh, there's a haunted library in Massachusetts where they have a webcam set up overnight. And you can, like, ghost hunt via webcam. I wish they would do that with Bamberg Castle. But, you know, that's the story of Bamberg. Uh, really old castle, a lot of history, and a lot of ghosts. You know, I do, I did have the time while you were talking to very quickly uh, find the conversion for early 1900s to today, the difference then and now between 60,000 pounds. Sure. Yeah, what is it? 60,000 pounds monetarily in the early 1900s um, today would be equivalent to nine million six hundred and seventy four thousand two hundred and sixty eight pounds you know that's still a deal to me you're getting a freaking castle it's a whole keep i mean but, but think about keep it in mind the maintenance required because i was like even today if you wanted to buy a castle you you could for less than two million you could buy and own a castle with all the land, all the shit, but usually it comes with but the stipulations. I was saying usually it yeah. comes with the stipulations that you right. must keep it in repair, right. which costs like yeah. tens of thousands a week. Because of how large it is, yeah. there's a lot of maintenance yeah. involved, and that's why it seems like a steal, but maybe not so much. Yeah, and when and when, and when the Armstrongs bought it, it was in ruins. They spent a lot. Of money. If you ever look at pictures on the internet of the inside of Bamberg, oh, they must have spent a goddamn fortune rebuilding this thing. It is beautiful. Oh, I'm going to have to look up pictures. Yeah. I guess they filmed part of uh, this last Indiana Jones movie in Bamberg Castle. Oh, really? Um, yeah, The Dial of Destiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, it's, it's, um. It's too bad that I'll never watch it because <laughs> <laughs> it's probably awful. I don't, know. I don't care, man. Indiana Jones was my childhood hero, and you could put Indiana Jones on a lump of shit, and I'm still going to tell you it's the best thing I've ever seen. Lyle, did you watch Kingdom the, of the Crystal Skull? Did you watch the Crystal Skull? Yeah. Yes. Did you like it? Um, if I could get a, a version with what's his face edited out of the movie, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Yeah, I, he's a. I hate him. A little. Oh, I, I won't say what I think of him. You have to bleep it out. But uh, it, it would definitely he ruined the movie. 
Okay. Yeah, he he ruined the movie, but like if 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 you take him out of the movie, I really really liked it. See, I wanted to watch it because I love Kate Blanchett. She's such a great actress, and she I, was cool. I right. also I love um, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Yeah, me too. It was too. cool. They brought look. They brought back Indiana Jones. They brought back the initial like love interest. The brunette. Like they yeah. brought her back. Uh huh. You know they both aged, but they both aged like very well. Right. Kate Blanchett's hot as shit and also is like a no, Nazi. Karen Allen. Karen Allen, not Kate Blanchett. What? Karen Allen was probably the actress who played the original love interest from Temple. Oh, no, I'm saying Temple Kate Doom Blanchett from, was uh, like the, the main bad guy, the villain. Oh, yeah, oh, right. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Yeah, Marion Ravenwood was his first girlfriend from the first movie, and she was played by uh, Karen Allen. And she, he allegedly knocked her up back at the first movie and had Shia LaBeouf. That's right, the whole yeah. plot. Yeah, it's really bad. That yeah. whole part of the story. And then the last like 20 minutes. Awful. Because that's when he shelters from a nuclear explosion. In oh, no, that was mid tier. That was mid movie. <laughs> we ignore that that happened as well. Oh, oh, okay. oh, no. I thought that was the best part. That was the opening <laughs> scene where he went to Area 51. I was like, holy shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> So he got like a a 1920s refrigerator and a nuke went off and he was sent like miles away and then climbed out like, oh, God, good thing I survived that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's Indiana Jones, damn it. He survived. (laughs) Um, So the new one, is it out yet? Oh, it's out. It's It's probably streaming somewhere by now. Honestly, it's probably on Disney Plus. It was in theaters three weeks ago, and I and I told myself go see it, and I just too much shit happened uh, with power outages and right. my ceiling falling apart because of fuck the yeah the leak. Uh huh. So I didn't get to see it, but I'm gonna try to see it first chance I get. That's at least one one benefit COVID brought to everybody is that now you can rent pretty much everything you want. Even if well, it's, no, is that a, a movie is in theaters one week and streamable the next the week. next week? <laughs> yeah, I want some surround sound. You know, I, I miss getting to see like the movie theater experience. I love it. We just got to watch the newest Mission Impossible in theaters. It All was right. what was it? It was uh, Dead the, Reckoning Part One. Dead Reckoning Part One. Yeah, yeah. Mission Impossible Seven. By I the way. by the way was very surprised. To see a movie where Tom Cruise's age was definitely showing. It's hit him. In the, it's hit him. It's, it's definitely hit him the last like three to four years. Uh huh. He it's starting to catch up. Yeah. He's you, managed. He's managed to escape it for far, far too long. Cannot sacrifice enough children to keep up with that kind of because time. homie looked 31 in Top Gun Maverick. And then, you know. Yeah. Not so much. Yeah, I was going to say, COVID probably dried up the uh, adrenochrome uh, flow <laughs> into Hollywood. There wasn't a lot of baby blood for Tom Cruise to, Not- to cover his face in. <laughs> Not near enough. <laughs> so it, it is an unfortunate occurrence. By the way, completely off topic, but kind of sort of also on topic. Top Gun Maverick was awesome. I never I highly saw recommend it. I was I never watched the first Top Gun. It so. was it was so cool. What the? We watched it in theaters, and I will tell you the surround sound made a big difference. You feel every bit of that movie. It was it was a lot of fun. But you had nothing Not but bad. shit to talk about Val Kilmer after that. Oh, he looked like shit. Oh, he He's looked awful. Cancer, Jake. 
Bro, he looks he looked looked so bad. They had to write in that his character had throat cancer. But he did in real life, I thought. Still so bad. Wow. He looked awful. They shouldn't have even pulled him into the movie. They should not have done that. It would not have been Top Gun without him. Yeah, what a beautiful experience it must have been for him in his possible last few years. Jacob? Yeah. Yep. I don't necessarily care in the slightest. So they should have done without him. You're just heartless. I mean, who do you get this from? Your mom, your dad, or Satan? Probably Satan. Um, How about option D? All of the above. (laughs) So... In your face, Just Lyle. A cruel, heartless man. Little man, <laughs> might, I, might I add. Average man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How tall are you, Jake? How tall are you, Lyle? <laughs> I'm six foot one. Yeah, me too. No, you're not. Okay. <laughs> you short piece of shit. <laughs> I am 5'10. Oh, that's precious. Okay. <laughs> Fucker, I'm. You want to you want to pull out a measuring tape? I am five ten and three quarters, but I feel like it's a pussy move to say that or say five eleven. So I just say five ten. Terry's five eleven. Oh, I know he is. That motherfucker's been saying he's six foot forever, and I'm like, motherfucker, we're the same height. I know he rounds up. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> well, well, see, Terry used to be six two, but when he caught that grenade in Afghanistan, <laughs> they had to remove a couple of vertebrae from his back. That's not his fault. He's still six foot two in spirit. Yeah, it's he couldn't have done anything about that. The iron lung doesn't allow for him to be stretched to his full length. Exactly. Thank you. Of course. But Jake does not have that excuse. No. He's just tiny. I am above average in height. You're just baby sized. Some might call him dainty. I do. No one calls me dainty. Does he have elegant, uncalloused hands? Yes. That's because I've worked yeah. white collar my whole life. To give you frame of reference, when Jacob says, hey, let's do some lunch, let's go to lunch about it. He means let's go to Panera Bread. Uh, I don't like going to Panera Bread. Yes, you do. Maybe for like pickup, just <laughs> no one eats there. It's lame. Where do you go to eat it? Home? <laughs> the office? I don't know. You that pick You pick up Panera Bread. You don't eat at Panera Bread. What do you order? It's embarrassing. What do you order from Panera? I don't know. Maybe you get like a like a like a sandwich or like a panini, you know, just a little panini. <laughs> maybe you get like a like an herbal tea iced, of course, to take with you. Because if it's too hot, it burns. <laughs> um, no one asked you and everyone hates you. <laughs> OK, you're unloved. OK, I just want you to know that before we continue. I, I appreciate your opinion. And value it. Thank you, Jacob. <laughs> okay, I don't need this. Like I'm some, <laughs> like I'm some third grader who's who's mad because my science experiment didn't win. Okay, I don't need this. <laughs> That's not what I said. I don't need it, Jacob. You're lashing out. I feel like what you need is for me to move on to my stories. Who are you <laughs> to know if I'm lashing out? It just sounds like maybe you're projecting your own problems onto something that has nothing. Your voice has raised in pitch, Jacob, like you're agitated. I am. I am not agitated. (laughs) Jess is simply stomping her hooves and making (laughs) agitation sounds. I haven't stomped or been agitated at all. I've just been sitting here. (laughs) 
<laughs> wow. You know what? Let's move on. It's my turn for my story. And it's very interesting. We're talking about, we're talking about what? Bam. <gasps> Bam. That's right. Yeah. We'll stop beating the dead horse and just get on with this. I would appreciate it. Okay. Don't appreciate it, Lyle. She hates you. No, I, I, I'm aware. <laughs> I don't hate Lyle. You do, you evil witch. I'm not a witch at all. No? I'm what a normal person who's human and does no black magic whatsoever. Only witches can turn from human to horse. <laughs> mm. Whatever. Try to defend that one, Jess. No need. No. I will not dignify it with a response. Uh-huh. Anyway, so the topic. Oh. It is Bam. Stop sewing. <laughs> I'm not offended. I don't know why you are, Jacob. Because he comes at me. <laughs> All right, I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> he tweets me. And I'm not even there. The topic was Bam. I decided to talk about the big Bam. You may know him as Babe Ruth. Oh. That's correct. I didn't know he was called the big Bam. Yeah, that is one of his 23 different nicknames. I was, I've heard of Bambino. That's one of the 23 as well. But I've never heard of the Big Bam. That's another one of the 23. Okay. There's a lot of them is all I mean. So that's a lot. 23 names? 23 nicknames, that's yeah. That's a lot of names. It's, it is. Go on. Anyway, Babe Ruth, if you didn't know, was an American professional baseball player. He played in the major league for 22 years. He began with the Boston Red Sox, made a name for himself with the New York Yankees. Considered by many to be the greatest baseball player of all time. That's probably how you guys know him. He was one of the first five players entered into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, he was the greatest of all time in like the fucking 30s or some shit. Well, that makes a difference. The, the game has changed. Of course. But he, that's he couldn't compete around the time when it started. Just saying. When it started, he was a star. He made a huge difference. He was well known for crushing homers. But he was lesser known for crushing puss. Oh, oh God. That's right. He had a wife. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Within a few months of moving to Boston, he did marry his first wife, Helen Woodford. But after he was traded off to the Yankees and moved to New York, the two soon separated. Uh. Reportedly as a result of Ruth's constant affairs. Uh-oh. So many cheating instances. <laughs> Um, according to one story, Ruth brought a girl back to a hotel room he shared on the road with a teammate, and the next morning his roommate asked how many times he and this woman had actually did the deed. His response was only, quote, count the cigars. There were seven. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Seven times in a night, Jacob. In a night? One night. Okay. The Sultan of Swat bedded an endless endless parade of women sultan of swat that was one of his 23 nicknames yes jacob okay regularly he visited whorehouses and he considered his swinger off the field as much of an asset as his swinger he used on the field i'm talking about the bat he swung and also his penis i was like where's his dong we got it jess we got it i'm just making sure routinely babe ruth held wild parties jammed, packed, with young, eligible beauties. He held them in hotels on the road. During one of these, the babe climbed atop a piano and bellowed at the women, quote, Okay, girls, anyone who does not want to be fucked now can leave. They did, but who? some didn't. I was like, who left? <laughs> <laughs> who 
The ones who didn't want to be fucked did leave, but some of them did stay, and they did get fucked, Jacob. All of them? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the babe had no preference when it came to women. Ruth just simply loved women. All of them. Tall, short, fat, thin, beautiful bombshells, ugly rejects, socialites, film starlets, secretaries, and of course, hookers. Those were his favorite. They knew how to work work a, a bat. Yeah. Yeah. They also required much less time, if you know what I mean. Per a former... I don't, I don't know what you mean. Well, they didn't require money um, mm. outside of the day they decided to meet, meaning they didn't need to okay. be taken out on dates. No courting required. Okay. Got he it. A, he was a busy guy. Per a former Red Sox teammate, Ruth would, quote, stick his thing into anything that had hair on it. Oh, Unfortunately for some husbands out there, that included things that were married. Or like their own buttholes? No. No. <laughs> no. Or Jessica's face? Mm, my face does have hair on it. I would have been Babe Ruth's type. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> In 1921, Babe Ruth was chased through a crowded train by the wife of a Louisiana politician who brandished a butcher knife after she found out that she was not his only one. Ah. Uh. Yes, on a separate occasion, a man with a revolver chased a nearly naked Ruth out of a hotel in Detroit. Unfortunately for him, passed a bunch of reporters after he caught him with his wife. That's a bummer. I know. Fans were touched when the babe shared in his interviews that his favorite p place to uh, attend in St. Louis was, quote, the house of the Good Shepherd. That sounds like a church. It does sound like a church. And they were touched by that. Little did they know that... The House of the Good Shepherd was a brothel <laughs> in St. Louis. In fact, it was the very brothel in which, um, <laughs> according to at least one of his roommates during his career, Ping Bodhi, two nights in a row, he managed to go through all of the girls at this brothel. Most brothels at that time, by the way, had a dozen women on staff at any given time. That's 24 women in two days. That's a lot of that's a lot of vagina. Yes, it is. That's a yeah, lot of busting. That's a grand slam right there. I agree. Couldn't, I think it's, I couldn't bust twenty four times in forty eight hours. I don't think you could either. I think I'd break. Probably, but the babe, the great Bambino, the big Bam, he did not. <laughs> okay. I think it's pretty clear. The mauling mastodon. Is that another one? It is. Okay. Had a way with the ladies, and as it turns out, he still does. He is dead. Yes, he has He's since passed. Here. He has since passed away. But the Colossus of Clout is rumored to have had sexual, paranormal encounters with other celebrities in spirit form. He ghost fucks. Hell yeah! <laughs> Number one on the list, on my list anyway, Kesha. Babe Ruth ghost ghost fucks Kesha. In an interview with Conan O'Brien. Conan asked questions about Kesha's history of breaking into the homes of other celebrities. She confirmed this to be true, recalling meeting Prince for the first time after sneaking into his home through a hole in his fence. She also described breaking into the former Boston home of baseball legend Babe Ruth to conduct a seance. Okay. Quote, she said, quote, he just started caressing me like this, and she demonstrated. Right. It was a sexy time. It wasn't like sex. You might say Kesha got to second base with the Sultan of Swat. Okay. Next on the list, Coco Austin. I don't know who that is. I will tell you. In an interview on TV's Naughty But Nice, swimwear slash lingerie model 
and wife of rapper Ice-T for 21 years, Coco Austin, shared an unwelcome ghostly encounter she'd supposedly had with the great Bambino in his former beach house in Treasure Island, Florida. Quote, I was watching TV, sitting on the couch at 11 a.m., and I was wearing a nightie, and I felt my dress move up my leg. I looked down and got freaked out. I pushed it down, watched TV, felt it again, and I could see it being pulled up. And then I felt a guy breathing into my ear. Oh. Whoa. Luckily, she later reported that eventually the experience stopped. It wasn't welcome, after all. Of course. Coco missed her chance with the Maharaja of MASH. <laughs> how, did, wait, how did she know it was... Uh, Babe Ruth and not the Invisible Man. Hello, it was in her, his former beach house in Treasure Island, Florida. Oh, his beach house. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. So the obviously, Maharaja of Mash. Obviously, was the Maharaja <laughs> of Mash. Next on the list, Lucy Liu. No, Lucy. While promoting Charlie's Angels in 1999. Lucy Liu was staying at NYC's historic Ansonia Hotel, Ansonia Hotel, at the time, a place visited often and even lived in for a time by Babe Ruth. She told Us Weekly that she'd been taking a nap on a couch in her hotel room when, quote, some sort of spirit came down from God knows where and made love to me. It was sheer bliss. I felt everything. I climaxed. And then he floated away. What? That's right. After inquiring about the room she'd been staying in, hotel staff informed Lucy the room had once been occupied by Babe Ruth and that certain members of staff had also encountered him there. Oh my God, he's fucking bitches, even in the grave. Mm -hmm. You might say, Lucy made it all the way to home plate with the behemoth of bust. The what? The behemoth <laughs> of bust. <laughs> the behemoth of bust. <laughs> That's correct. Okay. <laughs> Next on the list, Anna Nicole Smith. Oh, hot. Anna Nicole Smith, during an interview with FHM, was asked what her kinkiest sexcapade was. She proceeded to share a thrilling paranormal encounter she had in the 90s during a stay at NYC's historic Ansonia Hotel. Was she in the same room? Who can tell? Quote, someone, he would crawl up my leg and have sex with me at night. I used to think it was my boyfriend. And one day I woke up and it wasn't. It was like a spirit. And it, woo, went up, she said, miming a ghost flying from her bedsheets. I was freaked out about it. But then I was like, well, you know what? He's never hurt me. And he just gave me some amazing sex. So I have no problem. That's right. What? Anna Nicole got the grand slam from the wazer of wham. <laughs> what the fuck? Stop it. <laughs> but I hear you. I hear you. How? How can we possibly know for sure that any of the spirits in these stories were the spirit of Babe Ruth? None are more clear than the next and last story. Next on the list is anonymous. Listed on a ghost experience website was the following experience. Quote, I need an answer. A couple of nights ago, perhaps a few, I decided to take a cat nap around noon. I fell asleep all right for maybe about 10 minutes when I felt weird. I had a feeling 
like I was not alone in my bed. I don't recall much between the time and what happened next or how long it took. What I can recall is this feeling like I was being held up off my bed by my wrists. I then felt my body being touched and fondled, but not in a harmful or forceful way. Then I heard a whisper. I swing big. (laughs) (laughs) With with everything I've got, I hit big or I miss big. (laughs) I was not scared. But I remember that my eyes were rolled back hard and then my back was arched up very high. <laughs> Jake. This is ridiculous. I then remembered running away, but not being able to leave my bedroom. I tried screaming, but nothing came out. From behind me, all I heard was a faint whisper. Don't let the fear of striking out hold you back. <laughs> So I went back in bed, and it was this time I felt like I was having sex, but I wasn't scared. He left no bruises, no scratches on my body. I only recall seeing the figure of a man, but I couldn't actually see him, only a shadow. But again, he didn't scare me. But I do know that he was totally in control. He whispered, legends never die. into my ear before he finished and disappeared. Don't do it. I have never had this happen before. Has anyone else experienced this? I was staying at the Ansonia Hotel. I made all of this up. Um, What? Yeah, I got some of his background and sexual history. After he died, I made up all the celebrity experiences. <laughs> <laughs> you shit. You're such a sh- fucking shit. <laughs> all of it? Even the anonymous one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you make up the nicknames? <laughs> no, those were true. No, wait, wait. So there was no Grand Slam with the Mastodon of Muff or <laughs> Mash? <laughs> the Maharaja of Mash, <laughs> and, and the uh, what was it? The Mastodon, the Mauling Mastodon. You had something of, of Bust or something. The Behemoth of Bust. Yes, <laughs> those were real nicknames of his. Also, every experience I said was an experience the celebrity said they had. It just wasn't with Babe Ruth. It had nothing to do with him. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) But you believed it for a second, right? (laughs) I didn't believe the last one. That was too corny. Well, see, that was by design. I thought that by the anonymous send-in, you guys would know that all of them were fake. No, I... You believed all of them up until the last one. I hate you. (laughs) I haven't done one of those in a long time where I make up a fucking story just to goof you. It was my turn. And I have some pictures for you here of of Babe Ruth with some of the women who revered him. Let's go ahead and scroll. The last one's the best one. Keep going. Okay, we got Babe Ruth and some chick. We got Babe Ruth kissing some chick next to her mother, probably. Mm -hmm. We got Babe Ruth surrounded by chicks. Mm -hmm. And we got Babe Ruth holding the world's largest bat. While a handful of women are... Ogling him? Ogling and, and gawking. 
Yes. The bat is probably representative of something else. I won't say what. You're retarded. <laughs> How dare you? I'm, I'm so let down. How why? dare you? Because he didn't rape a bunch of celebrities? Is that why? They liked it. Was it really rape? Kinda, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. Oh, it's not a human. It was a spirit. I mean, I don't know well, if that's, that's still rape. That's why Kesha and Lucy, well, not Lucy Liu, that's why Kesha and Anna Nicole Smith didn't care about it. Because they weren't hurt, you know, and at the end of the day, it wasn't, you know, being touched by an actual person. Yeah. But Anna Nicole Smith, according to her, her experience lasted many nights. And she thought for many nights it was her boyfriend. This actually happened, by the way. So you're you're saying you you pulled stories of celebrities that said they had sex with ghosts. I did. And you just plugged in the Bambino. I did. The Maharaja of MASH. (laughs) My God, that was... <laughs> the behemoth of best. So yes, thank you. I mean, that's Did gonna be my head? new my new title for everything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the images of um, the Sultan of SWAT, the Big Bam. Those will be on our social media for you guys to see all of them. The one of just himself, including the one where he's surrounded by doting women holding a bat that is longer than even his body. Yeah. Wow. Yes. You're welcome. I hated you for that. You were entertained. I still hate you. Why? Because you fell for it? I will forever hate you. And by forever, I mean until next week when I forget that the story ever (laughs) happened. God damn it. I'm going to spin the wheel. Okay. Go. I'm so mad and I hate you. I'm sure you'll forgive me at some point. Bam. Your hit. By the absolute ugliest car and die. What car is going to be in the headlines next to your name? I don't know cars. So PT Cruiser. Oh, that's a good one. Actually. That was easy. PT Cruiser all fucking day. A PT. That is good. You know what? I think mine. Mine would be. Um, I forget what it is now. Never mind. Okay, this one is just because I fucking hate that they slaughtered. My beautiful little girl like this. The H3 Hummer. They slaughtered your beautiful little girl? Yeah. The H1? Yeah. Glorious. The H2? Yeah, yeah. Less glorious, but still beautiful. The H3? Oh my God. Absolutely fucking disgusting. It, it is pretty awful. Now I want to see it. They slaughtered her in front of your eyes and you had no idea. Look up Hummer H1. Okay. Images. Beautiful. It's so boxy. A wonderful vehicle. It is very pretty. It's so masculine. Okay. Okay. Now H2. H1 is straight up military. It's just awesome looking. Oh, Mm -hmm. hell yeah. The H2 was made made for the public. It's much less boxy. But still okay. Yes. Still drivable. It's a little more rounded out, but okay. It's a little, it's kind of like if the H1 got a dad bod. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. It's got a little belly on it. Yeah, like he left the military and kind of pudged out some. He had some kids. Now the H3. This motherfucker had surgery. Oh my God. It's horrendous. I hate it. It's, ch- yeah, I know I got it. It's chubby. And 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 somehow smaller. It's so soft. Yeah. It it's, looks like a Range Rover. Yeah, yeah, it does actually. It's the H3 Hummer for me. Fuck you for making the H3 Hummer. 
they they so, tried to have a comeback of the H1, but it really didn't sell because it was really expensive. And, you know, its tires are basically on each lane as you're driving. So, you know, yeah. that wasn't that wasn't chill for a lot of people. So I don't give a shit about cars, any car, really. Um, if it gets me from point A to point B, it's a good car to me. As long as it actually lasts a long time and doesn't require a lot of maintenance. Yeah, and I don't good. see I don't see any subtext in this wheel of uh, really shit opinions. <laughs> I just see name and ab the absolute ugliest car that you're hit by and then kills you. I know, but the ugliest. We have an H3 Hummer. We have a PT Cruiser. What else we got? I just can't think of an ugly one. All I can think <laughs> is of one the I'm Nissan tired. Nissan Cube. The one I'm tired oh, of seeing. Nissan Cube is really bad. Yeah. Oh, I need to see it. Anyway, the one I'm tired of seeing, it's a sports car. And I actually thought it looked okay when I wasn't seeing it everywhere. But now I see it on every street, every drive all the time. It's a sports car. I just don't remember what kind of car it is. Okay. I don't know. Mustangs have gotten pretty popular again. You hate Mustangs, Lyle? No, no, no. I'm saying uh, Mustangs have gotten popular. So maybe she's talking about a Mustang. No, it's not that. It's definitely not that. It's a Dodge, I think. Challenger. It might be a Challenger. Yeah, I'm no, just so I'm just so tired of seeing it. It's Challengers everywhere. and Chargers are are solid vehicles. Not anymore. Yeah. The new ones are going to be all electric, and they have fake exhaust sounds. This toaster is fucking ugly as hell. The you Nissan Cube right. is a rough vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hideous. <laughs> it is. It is child. They somehow took the Scion XD and made it even fucking uglier. Dodge. Something tells me with as big as Jess is, she'd do more damage to the cube than the cube would do to her. <laughs> That's very unkind, Lyle. And I don't appreciate it. <laughs> well, I apologize. <laughs> no, you don't. Fuck you. Right. So Dodge Challengers, let me see. Dodge Challengers or Chargers. One of them I always thought was a good looking car. I want to say Dodge Challengers are beautiful. But then all I saw was this car all the time, everywhere. And I'm so sick of seeing it. I feel like that's the thing that's going to kill me. If a car has to be the one that kills me. No, it's the Charger. The Challenger, I mean. The Challenger? The Challenger. So in Tyler, I don't know. I, I think it's beautiful, but I'm so sick of seeing it. These Tyler teenagers with their parents who have money, are getting yeah. their parents are buying them the challenger and they're putting these led lights in the rim and i'm just so sick of seeing it at this point i just know that one of those stupid teenagers in their challenger is going to be the thing that kills me you see what you should have said was a lifted 2001 ford ford ranger it's got to be a ford i was like because the 2001 lifted ford ranger is really hot <laughs> in, in in the new generation the the leds in the wheel well <laughs> oh my god look it up ford ranger lifted lifted it's got to be lifted and it's got to be one of the old ones is that that's a new one okay so we're we talking like a 1991 like like the kind of truck that you would expect for someone to be a serial killer in i'm just thinking about how far the rangers go back they go back a ways and those are yeah very this? pop yes this is 98. Okay. That's what they drive. They drive with the front lifted above higher than the rear tires. And they call it, you know, chopper style. And they have LEDs everywhere and they suck penises that. on the side. Yeah. No, it's, it's so strange to me. The culture here. I have never in my life 
seen so many teenage boys driving around in it is more so the lifted Ford trucks than it is the Challengers um, with the LEDs in the wheel well every time. Yeah. You know, I asked Lyle earlier before we were recording what kind of car he drives. Yeah. Um, and he drives an F-150. Oh, okay. And I asked him if he drinks monsters and fucks girls that are in high school because that's what men who drive F-150s do. What did he say? Uh, yes, absolutely. Oh. Yes. So the stereotype is true. Okay. Yep. All right. Monster energy, energy drinks and really. Um, He's one of those people who puts the fake balls on his hitch in the back. Yeah. I got a big sticker of Calvin pissing on a Chevy logo. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, the no fear sticker on the windshield. Right. And he yeah. only fucks really ma- very, very mature for their age. High school girls. Right. Yeah. 18, maybe 19. Maybe. Nah, Is that I'm mature old? 16. <laughs> yeah, some of these 16-year-olds pass. Yeah. You know, it depends on what state you're in, too. The, it's the technically, perfectly legal. The technically legals. Right. That's who. Right. Well, it's the technically part that makes me safe. Yeah. And he, he does, in yeah. fact, take their allowance money for gas. We, you know, we learned <laughs> just a few episodes away, uh, uh, a few episodes ago that in Utah... If you're legally married, at least you can fuck a 14 year old. So, you know, well, if you drive your F-150 all the way to Utah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, I'm, well, I'm not doing anything else. The girl of your dreams could be waiting. 14. I, tur- I turned 14 in the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. I was my freshman year of high school. I started as 14. Yeah. Well, on that note, on a, on a quick little, little, <laughs> little bam, underage sex note. We are going to end this episode. Yes. If you yeah, that ended badly. <laughs> uh, poorly. Let's watch our, our yes. grammar there, Lyle. Poorly. I apologize. Badly is how a 14-year-old would say it. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> if you like what you heard, please like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can share it with anyone who likes 14-year-olds. Anyone, anyone who lives in Utah. Who lives in Utah. Maybe anyone who drives an H3 Hummer, even though they're disgusting. You could visit our website at 3shotsin.com. And uh, find our links there that will lead you to Party Patch. From there, you can type in our promo code, get 10% off your order. You can also find a link to pourmore.com. Yeah. And you can get a liquor subscription. Mm -hmm. It's super awesome. You should totally do it. You can also find our PayPal. That's our single time donation. Just toss us a a hundy, maybe two. Something casual. Whatever. Just something super cool. You can also find a link to our Patreon. It's great. It's awesome. (laughs) The next topic jessica is the next topic well i guess we can decide it right here right now lyle decides lyle choose our next topic um a keyword what blarg no you have to choose something with an actual definition which is what we did that's fucking bullshit no it isn't Um, that's what we did that's what you have to do okay okay um uh uh man you put me on the spot here (laughs) Don't worry. When we edit it, it will sound like you're electric. Oh, okay. Okay. Say that one more time while Jess is not interrupting you. Electric. Oh, electric. Okay. That's a fantastic word that does have a definition. It does, in fact, have a definition. (laughs) Just like Bam does. No, 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 not Bam. Bam does have a definition, though. That's a stupid ass word. But it is. And I got stuck with it. A stupid ass word. For our stupid ass friend. Thank you for joining us, Lyle. (laughs) 
You're not welcome, and I never want to do this again. <laughs> we'll see you soon, man. We'll have you on yeah. in no time. <laughs> we love you, Great. Lyle. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Okay. We'll see you soon. Bye. 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 Feed him some oats so that she'll calm down.